Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today. This is Kevin Brooker. Welcome to Cruising Through Retirement. You know, if you're in that financial red zone, that five to 10 year period for retirement, it is really more important than ever to make sure that you've got a good plan in place. So on today's show, we've got some tips to help you shore up that plan to make you can get over the goal line. Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is an investment advisor representative with more than 30 years experience. He's helped thousands of people cruise through retirement, and he'd be happy to help you too. Stick around for today's adventure on Cruising Through Retirement. Welcome in, everybody. This is Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Of course, Kevin, a fiduciary, investment advisor, representative. They've been helping folks for better than 30 years. You will find him today at Silverleaf Financial, and you'll find his website at silverleaffinancial.com. Kevin's also an author, uh, writing the book, The Millionaire's Guide to Tax-Free Money for Long-Term Care. And I think that goes for not just long-term care. I think there's information in that book, Kevin, that we could all use. Oh, you know, you know, Stephen. Thank you for mentioning that. Uh, yeah, guys, the, the 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 book is free. There's no charge for it. I'm happy to send it to you. I can send you it by email or a hard copy. Just go to my website and fill out a small contact form, and I'm happy to send it to you. We, and we do talk about other things. I talk about other investments, um, other ways you can protect your money, and and things of that nature. In addition to talking about long-term care and how you can do it on a tax-free basis, how I can show you how to use uh, assets that you already have, and how we can uh, arrange them in a way that you can use pre-tax money if that situation does arise. But if it doesn't, it's still your asset. It's still your money. You don't lose it. Uh, this is just a way to save, the, you know, save that tax money, which could be 20, 30, 40%, depending on your situation. Sure. Uh, so by all means, check it out and let me know. I'd be happy to send it to you. All right. And uh, folks, again, uh, silverleaffinancial.com. And again, I didn't ask a house things. Everything good? Everything is good. Yes, it is. And uh you, you know, talking about, we started talking off, uh, about this red zone, right? This uh, Yeah, the financial red zone or retirement red zone, whatever you want to call it. The retirement red zone, that's right. And all of you that, uh, all the football fans out there know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. And uh, let, let's say that you're unfortunately not Tom Brady um, and that you didn't just set the record for all-time number of fourth quarter comebacks. Um, and I get a little off on a tangent here. I was very impressed with that game the other day with Tampa Bay. I don't know if, if you saw it, Steve, but... Uh, uh, they were down by 13 points at the beginning of the fourth quarter, and Brady got the Buccaneers back to win the game. Wow. 
He is so was, good at that. Oh man, it's not, you know what? He was tied with Peyton Manning uh, for I think it's forty three times they were tied. You know, fourth yeah. quarter comebacks. Right. Uh, was tied, and now uh, now Brady took the took took that uh, gold medal as well. well he's so earning he, that goat title. He is earning that goat title, and I tell you what, I'm I'm more convinced than ever. So uh, yeah, me too. Anyway. Uh, anybody that likes to talk retirement as well as football, I'm your man. All Give right. me a call. I like it. 800-975-6717. All right. Well, you know, we, yeah, you were talking about the, uh, you know, financial red zone, retirement red zone, however you want to say it. The, um, uh, you know, I think people have reached a point where they're getting close to retirement. Yes. And then all of a sudden, oh, I've got things I need to do. And one yes. of them that we may forget about is uh, funding that 401k to the max if you can. No question. No question about it. And I, and I think that it happens to a lot of folks. You know, you get you know, usually what I see it is when people get in their 50s is usually when I see it um, be, because you're within that what could be 10 years, you know, um, until you get to the point where you say, you know what, I'm done. I'm retired. I don't you know, I'm, I'm going to hit the beach or hit the golf course. And, and I think that's when people, you know, in a lot of cases that they really singularly focus on getting to that retirement area. And one of the best things you can do is make sure, you know, if you're still, presumably you're still working in your fifties. If you, if you have a 401k, uh, by all means, do everything you can to maximize your contributions. It reduces your tax bill, right? Every dollar you put in, you don't mm -hmm. pay, you don't pay income tax on. So it cuts on your tax bill and it's going to set you up so much better for your retirement because I tell you what, I have never, I've been doing this since 1990. So 32, going to be 33 years here, I guess. I have yet to meet somebody that says, Kevin, I've just got too much money. I don't need all this retirement. <laughs> you, don't, you don't hear that very often? <laughs> no, you know, I've never actually heard that one. <laughs> I've never heard that one. Wow. And so, so do yourself a big favor. You'll be very glad you did. Maximize that 401k. And, 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 and the thing that I always found and that a lot of my clients have found is once you, because it comes out pre-tax, right? You, you don't get paid. You don't get paid the money. You don't see, well, you get, I shouldn't say that you're paid the money, but you don't actually receive it. Right. Right. Exactly. That's what and makes it so easy. That's what I, right. I think that's what makes it so easy. And so, I mean, ask yourself, if you put in an extra hundred bucks, 200 bucks, thousand dollars, whatever the number is, if you did that, would it cause you any problems? Right. And, and of course I don't want anybody to, to cause themselves any problems with paying other bills. But my point is I'll bet you, you could put more into the 401k and you wouldn't even notice it. Yep. And, and, and so that's what I suggest. Inch it up, keep pushing it higher and higher until you get to the point that maybe it's, maybe it's a problem, then back off a little bit. Well, yeah, but until it almost hurts. Until it almost hurts. Exactly. That's what you want. You don't want it to hurt, but almost. almost. Okay? Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> because, it, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, really, what, hap what happens? So if you get there too soon, if you get there too soon, you, you retire too soon. That, that, I've never had a complaint about that. Either. That's not a problem either for most of us. <laughs> no, so, not at all. So one of the things about that is if you're over 50, it's those catch-up contributions that we're talking about. Uh, for next year, it's quite significant. Oh, it, you, you know, it is. And that's what, you know, one thing I kind of laugh, um, I kind of laugh at it because I say, wow, you know, you can put in an extra 7,500 bucks in a 401k if you're over the age of 50. And that's like the max you can put into the IRA that they bump up like what, a hundred or 200 bucks right, each year. Exactly. I'm like, what the heck? You know, I mean, <laughs> so I just think, it, I think these, I think it's great that you can put in the extra 7,500, but that's roughly, that's roughly what 30%, roughly a third of, of uh, the maximum contribution if you're under. So that makes me say, well, you should be increasing the IRA by a couple of grand, mm -hmm. not a couple hundred bucks. Not a, right? Exactly. Be, you're exactly right, right. To have the same, have the same increase. 
So, so yeah, there's no question. 401k, 401, people with 401k have a huge advantage over folks that don't have the 401k because the limits are so much higher. And guys, if you happen to be self-employed, then you can make the employer contribution to your plan as well. And if you have, if you're in a situation like that, the employer can actually put in more money than the employee. You can put over $60,000 oh, wow. in a 401k if you're, if you're uh, self-employed, if you're, on, if, you're, if you're working both sides, so to speak. Okay. Wow. Is that, is that a common thing for people to do? It's not common, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people don't know about it. But imagine well, if you've got that's what I mean. Or... That's what I was thinking. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, well, I tell you, you know, of course, of course I'm self-employed. Um, mm-hmm. and, and being a financial advisor, these are things I look into. And well, so, of course. And, and so, uh, for instance, with me and my wife, it, it's almost 130000 a year. We can put into wow. retire. We can put into four hundred one k, and if you're able to find somebody that'll give you a Roth four hundred one k, and and okay, a little side note, not that I plug anybody, but uh, Fidelity does not offer it. Vanguard does. So um, a Roth four hundred one k, you can put in the same amount, same contribution limits. Obviously, you pay tax on it when you put it in, but guys, later on, it comes out tax free. And so, on that note, I've mentioned it a couple times on the show. One of the things that I'm doing with my wife is we're setting up income annuities because we don't have any pension plans. So we're setting up income annuities that I'm going to call our personal pension plans. And I'm funding it all with Roth money, with Roth IRA money. So that means all the income that are kicked off that, that, the, in, uh, that the annuities generate, it's all going to be tax-free. And so what I'm trying to do is set up all my income to be tax-free. And then my social security should be tax-free as well. And so if there's something you'd like to talk about, or uh, if you are self-employed and like more information on uh, the higher limits, just give me a call. I'll be happy to give you the details. 800-975-6717. You can also reach Kevin at the website, silverleaffinancial.com. So uh, that really is kind of uh, an, an exciting thing. And, and you said earlier, too, that, you know, that we get a little bit older. Maybe we've got some extra money. And, I mean, 30000 is a lot, certainly. But, I mean, yeah. any, any yes. portion of that's going to be great. Any, any portion, whatever you can put away is going to help you later on down the road. No question about it. Um, but I think, I think a lesson that a lot of people have uh, learned or relearned in the last year in particular is something called inflation. All right. Oh, yeah. And, and I think if you had whatever number you had before in mind for how much you need to save, it's probably higher now because of inflation. And, and so something that I talk about, you know, when I sit down, one of the first things that we like to do when we sit down, um, you know, of course, when we were getting ready to put, we want to start off putting together some plans. One of them is an income plan. Uh, and in order to do that, we have to look at your assets, your liabilities, uh, then all the money you have coming in and all the bills and all the expenses you have going out. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and what a lot of people do is they figure out their income and they look at it in today's terms. And they say, well, I've, I've, you know, I've got enough, you know, to, to make, you know, my, I, I don't know what your monthly expense, maybe it's five grand. I've got yeah. five grand, no problem. I say, all right, well, how much do you have for 10 years from now? Right. And, and I, I, there's a, and they, they, they quit, they get a quizzical look for a minute. And then they, they say, I, I know what you're talking, you're talking about inflation. And then they add maybe 20%. And I say in the old days, you know, meaning prior to the last year, that might've been just fine. Right. 2% inflation, 3% inflation, actually below three. Uh, but now, guys, inflation has has reared its ugly head. We're seeing the implications of it. We see how much more everything costs at the store. Uh, and uh, I think in a lot of cases, you know, inflation is up, what, 8% they, they claim over the last year? Yeah. Uh, a, a lot of things are up more than that, right? A lot of things and, like the grocery store, almost everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and so 
So what I say is whatever your monthly, I call it your monthly nut for yep. lack of a better way of saying it, yep. whatever it is, I think you should double it. And I think that's your target. To me, that's, that's a much more, uh, a much better way of approaching it. Because let's go back to that other scenario I talked about before. Do you think you have, if you have too much money, all right, that is a serious, that is a very high class problem. Yeah. And I'm going to say the same, I'll say the same thing about income. If you have too much income, so you just save it, you reinvest it. That's not a problem, right? right. So what I say is aim high, aim high, aim for, aim for a double of whatever your expenses are now in terms of what they might be. Because it, can you, you guys know if inflation stayed at the seven to eight percent range, that means less than ten years, and everything will double in price. Okay, the rule of seventy-two. Yep. All right, D divide it by seventy-two, and that's how long it's going to take to double. So if you've got a six percent return, roughly twelve years is what it'll take to double your money. So if inflation is running at six percent, it's going to take roughly twelve years, and for for all those prices to double. Ooh, okay, that's not even a pleasant thought. It's not pleasant at all, though, and I'm sorry for that. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, again, the information, you know, knowledge is power. So knowing that, okay, now I've got a goal. Now I've got something to shoot for. Now you got something to shoot for, and let's let's just see how see how we see how close we can come, right? Yeah. I, I know everybody's not in that situation, you know, for any number of reasons. Um, but if you're asking me for my advice, that's what I'm going to suggest because I'm going to bet on at least a 20-year retirement. And let's go back to the to the rule of 72, 20 years for prices to double, that's only 3.6%, right? 20 times 3.6 is 72. So if I'm saying prices will double in 20 years, that means I'm expecting less than 4% annual inflation, which hopefully that's the case. But if you guys have listened to the Fed, if you listen to Jerome Powell when he's talking to some of these other uh, Federal Reserve governors, they're citing, I've heard many interviews where they say, our goal is to make sure this isn't something that lasts for five or 10 years or longer. That's what they're saying. They're not saying, you know, we want to knock this out in six months or a year. They're saying we want to make sure it doesn't become entrenched in the system. Okay. Whoa. And that it becomes an endemic. And we continually see, you know, like we, we've heard from uh, third world countries, like a lot of South, like Argentina, and South American countries in the last, Venezuela in the last several years. Yeah. Now, a lot of that has to do with political regimes and other issues. But these countries have gone through massive, massive 100% inflation in one year. Okay. I used to think it could never happen here. But now I'm asking myself if it's possible it could happen here too. And, and a lot of things have happened here in the last several years that I never thought would happen in, in the, you know, the great U.S. of A. But I've seen them happen here now. Right. And, and, and so I think if you want to be prudent and do the best possible job you can planning, let's aim high. Look for a double of whatever your expenses. If your expenses are four grand, then let's budget that they're going to be eight grand 15 or 20 years from now. And we want to make sure you've got enough money to cover that. And you can still have some fun too, right? Yeah, we, that's all, the idea. We all want to have fun, right? Yeah, that's you what know, retirement's so, all about, fun. I think I think so, and I want to do everything I can to help you get there. But I want to make sure that you've got everything you need um, so that you can do whatever, what you know, do what it is you want to do for a good time. And so that that's where I'd like to start. Obviously, some people will say, you know what? I, I, I'm not going to worry about that. I'm not going to plan for that. And I've had people tell me that. Um, and that's totally your choice. Just like people, when I sell somebody, uh, I want to use a life expectancy of like 92, 93, 94. Um, and they, and I've had plenty, probably at least half the people that I'd say that to, they yeah. push back and say, no, I, I there's no way I'm going to live that long. You don't know and that. It, well, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Cause I tell you what I've, my father lived to 93. I had, I had a, an aunt that lived to 97, um, 
you know, and there's all kinds of people turning a hundred every day now. Oh, I know. Well, both you, you my know, grandmothers so. made it to 90. Yeah. Beautiful. And I mean, that right? was, that, and, and I'm old. And so that was a long time and, ago. <laughs> so that was a while ago. Yes. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that was dinosaurs were, were roaming. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> and, and, no, but that's a good, that's a good point, you know? And, and, and that's the thing is that, um, what I keep coming back to, I, I keep thinking about it. I say, how many people are living right on the edge, right? Because you hear about people living paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, how many retirees are living paycheck to paycheck, right? And what what's going to, okay, maybe if you're like 93 now and that's the case, it's like, okay, you, sh- you sh- might be okay. You should be okay. But imagine if you're, I don't know, 78, 80 years old, you could have another 10, 15, 20 years to live. And if you're at paycheck to paycheck now, you, you're going to have to, you're going to have some serious, serious compromising to do, uh, in order to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, and it might involve getting a job when you're 80. So, you, you know, and there's nothing wrong. If you want to do that, bless, bless your heart. I, I, I think it's, I, I, I think it's a great idea to actually keep working in your retirement because I don't know, uh, none of us know how much inflation is going to be. We don't know what's going to come up in the future. We don't know if your social security is going to get cut. Right. Yes. Um, and and so I think if you wanna if you wanna have all your bases covered, it's really important to to uh, you know put away as big of a nest egg as you possibly can, uh, and then do everything you can to make sure that it lasts. Right. And again, those are the kinds of things that you talk with people about. And so let's talk about four hundred one ks and the uh, allocation inside them. Uh, I, I yes. think most people don't realize that they can change that. And I think for a lot of folks, uh, they've just been in this target date fund, and and there they stay. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I think, and I think that's hundred percent right. And, and one of the things I think Steve is referring to is, you know, the allocation that you have between stocks and bonds, or maybe you've got some real estate funds, different things in your account, or maybe there's a fixed, a lot of them used to have a stable value fund, they called it. Yeah. Uh, you know, but a lot of them don't have that anymore. Uh, and, and so I think it is important to take a look at your, at your plan and your investments. I, I have met a lot of people that have had the same allocation for, you know, they tell me years and years and, um, you know, and I, I always wonder when I when I hear that, how often they were checking it. Did they decide to leave it that way consciously or was it just you know, kind of put to the side? Mm-hmm. Personally, I think you should look at it at least once a year. Um, and I do think regardless of your age, uh, if OK, obviously, if you're comfortable with the volatility of the stock market and you understand the volatility, then I think you should have exposure to stocks uh, at basically at all ages. Sure. Um, I think that stocks are one of the best ways to stay ahead of inflation to increase your earning power. If you go back historically, the stocks have been one of the best performing asset classes in the country. And, and one nice thing about the stock market is that it's liquid. It's not like real estate, right? You, you know, you, yeah. you, you can, you know, I mean, real estate could take a long time. It could take a long time to sell or, or you could have to really lower the price that you want in order to sell it. Whereas at least with stocks, you know, any minute of the day that the market is open, you can get out and you can raise cash if you need to. And, and so, um, I'm not saying that everybody should have all their money in stocks by any stretch, um, but I do think I think it's important to have an allocation towards stocks. Maybe just stick with you know large companies and and maybe you don't go with midsize or small. Um, but there's a lot of there's a lot of potential avenues. You know, one thing I'm looking at is if I want to start increasing my exposure to emerging markets. And some of you that uh, really follow along closely, you might know that when the U.S. dollar is strong, you typically want to avoid emerging markets. Uh, but if the U.S. dollar weakens, that's what I'm watching for. If the U.S. dollar starts to break down, because it's been very strong, um, strong, very strong. If it starts to weaken, that's probably gonna that'll be a good sign for emerging markets. And so, 
if you're maintaining the same allocation and you never look at it, you wouldn't be able to take advantage of that opportunity. Sure. Again, these are all things to think about, folks. So if I've got a 401k and, and I really haven't done anything with it, because I think, I, and I think I speak for a bunch, of, a lot of people, I have no idea what's in there. So will you take a look at it and, and say, maybe we can do this, maybe we can do that? Yeah, that you, that's yes, by all means. That's exactly what I do. And, 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 and this is what I like to mention, by the way, that this isn't something I'm going to charge you extra to do, guys. And if you have an advisor that does that, you might want to look for a new one. All right. Any financial advisor you work with should be happy to give you their opinion on anything financial, whether they're going to you know, personally profit from it or not, should not be, the, should not be an issue. Okay. Right. So, you know, so I'm happy to give an opinion on 401ks. I don't, I don't get paid directly on that. It's, it's wherever you work, whoever's handling the plan. I'm happy to give you suggestions. And I've got a lot of clients that do that. They send me, they send me their, you know, the allocation forms or they send me the menu, the plan menu. Um, and, 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 uh, I, I give them suggestions about reallocations, things like that. It's not something that I charge for. I'm happy to do it. And, and just like with, you know, I've talked about auto insurance and homeowners insurance. Right. I don't, I don't sell these things, but I can certainly help you save some money on them. Uh, and I'm happy to do that. Yeah. And I can tell you, my, I just got, I mentioned it, the, I think the last week or two, I just got my homeowner's insurance bill. Premium jumped 45%. Holy cow. Did you know <laughs> that was coming? No, I did not. Wow. <laughs> and, that's, and that's exactly what I said. I might've used a different word. Yeah. Well, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, I'm like, what in the world is going on? And, and I had no claim. There were zero claims. I have never had a claim. With this insurance company, I've never had a claim in the house that I'm in, which I've been in for, I don't know, three or four years. And, and so it wasn't, so they didn't raise my rate because, I, you know, the, like an auto insurance company, if you put in a claim, they're going to raise your rate. Um, but there was no claim. And, uh, and, and so what they said in the little letter of explanation is that, well, you have all seen inflation uh, and, and how much uh, construction costs have gone up. And, and so because of that, we believe the replacement cost in your home is going to be significantly higher. And therefore we had no choice, but to raise your premium 45%. And, and I don't know about you guys, but I don't think construction costs are up 45%. I don't think so. Not even, in, know, in the not even when lumber was at its highest point, I don't think it was that right in the last year, yeah. really here. I mean, I mean, I, I can, okay. I can see it. I'll admit and nothing against people in Florida, but if we were in Florida and we went through all the hurricanes, mm -hmm. I can understand, I could understand that increase. Yeah. Um, but we're in it, we're in the desert for crying out loud, you know. You know so, <laughs> well, let me, so, so what? You yeah. know. So anyway, just take a look at those guys and maybe shop around if you see yourself in the same spot. Well, here's another question for you. So, I've, let's say I've got a 401k. Can I open an IRA too? Yes, you can. Oh, you can. okay. Well, um, that seems. I mean, again, if you've got the money, that 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 makes sense. I think. Yes. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. And, and you want to look at, depending on where your income is at, you know, you get into contribution limits, things right. like that. Um, you know, so there could be some asterisk, if you will, but, uh, but you can do both. And, and a lot of times that, that is exactly what I, what I suggest um, is to do exactly to do both. In fact, I, I do, I do both. And, and so um, I would definitely recommend it. Uh, as I mentioned, I am a fan, I'm a fan of, of a Roth IRA because to me, uh, tax-free is are, are two of the best words in our language. Oh, I couldn't and, agree more. <laughs> you know, and and I don't know, if, I don't know, Steve or if anyone else. If you think about our government, if you look at the national debt, and you say, what do I think is going to happen to tax rates in the future? Hmm. And, let me check. Up. <laughs> no. And so, in my opinion, they're going nowhere but up. So, um, you know, so if it makes sense in your situation to pay the tax on it now, so that you can have tax-free money later on. 
maybe take a look at that. And, and uh, you know, I, as I talked about before, I'm happy to go over the details with you. But I, there, there is, uh, going back to what I said about tax-free income from a Roth uh, and keeping your Social Security taxable, you can make some money, okay? That's, in other words, you can have some taxable income. Uh, but remember, things like interest on a bank account, interest on a CD, okay? That's, that's taxable income too, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and uh, you, it, maybe you sold something in the stock market, you got a, you know, and, and there's a gain, or maybe you got dividends off of some holdings in the market, that's income too. So, so it's not hard for a lot of people to exceed, uh, to exceed the limits, um, the tax-free limits. Uh, and, and what happens is that makes uh, 85, up to 85% of your Social Security then becomes taxable. You know, so if, so if that's the case, that if that's where you're at, then so be it. We just need to plan around it, plan for it, uh, and, 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 uh, you know, and put together a strategy to, so that we can make it work. But if you're early enough in the stage that you can structure things like I'm talking about with Roth IRAs for income, that might be something that maybe a year, two years, who knows, three, four, five years, maybe you can avoid paying any income tax. I mean, that's, that's what I'm trying to do. And so it's like a little game that I'm going to play. It's like, how many years can I actually avoid paying income tax? Yeah, so, that's great. And it's all legit. Yeah. It's all 100% legit. 100%. Well, yeah. and again, to me, that's one of the advantages of working with an independent fiduciary like you with you know 30 plus years experience. You've got that kind of edge in terms of, okay, this can work and I can help you make it work. That's, uh, that, you know, that's, that's exactly right. And I think... And I, and I think it's important if you're looking for an advisor, make sure make sure you find out, you know, does he follow the fiduciary or does she adhere to the fiduciary standard? Because only about half the people in the industry do. Um, the suitability standard is a lower standard. They they have to make sure it's appropriate, but it doesn't have to be the best thing for you. Um, a fiduciary is supposed to be putting your interest ahead of everybody's, ahead of his or her, and ahead of their firm, and doing what is in your best interest. Period. Mm-hmm. And so. I, I, I do. I am a fiduciary. I am independent. And I would say the benefit of an independent is they can anything that's out there on the in the entire market, anywhere on the street. If it's available to independent advisors, then it's available to you through that advisor. However, the, the captive firms and, and just think about the biggest banks and the biggest brokerages, you know, uh, those are what we call captive. And, and that means the uh, you know, management decides what their advisors can and cannot offer. Uh, and so if it's on their shelf, so to speak. They can offer offer it, but if it's not, then then you're out of luck. Yep. And so maybe what you do is you compare and you sit down with some from both, if that's uh, if that's something that makes sense to you. Okay. Well, um, let's talk this about this because this is something I'm not sure people are aware of either, and that is the the spousal IRA. How does that work? And and that can really be a big deal too. Yes, it can. And and by the way, the, the spouse can can. Uh, your spouse can have an IRA even if there's no work, if they, even if they're not working. That's what I so, mean. That's that that that's kind of the interesting piece to this. Yes, it it, it is, and and there, there's a lot of carve outs for spouses that aren't there for for non spouses. Um, and and so I think if you're in the situation, you've got the money, you should definitely definitely do that. Put the money put money away for your own account as well as your spouse. And and anything that you can do, in my opinion, any money you can save, you're going to be so much better off down the road because your social security is not going to cover all of your expenses uh, in in the gr- in all likelihood it won't. There are some people that say that they live 100% on social security. Um, a lot of them have pensions though. You know, these are older folks that worked at a company that had a pension. Uh, and so they live between the pension, between the pension and social security, they're covered. Uh, but most people, you know, I would say that are 60 or younger, 
probably don't have a pension anymore unless they work for the for a government aid for state right. or federal government. Exactly. Yep. I've got kids that are doing that, and I keep telling them how lucky they are. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, they've got pension. Stick it you, out. The government. Well, yeah. My daughter, she's uh, what forty one, and she's worked for the state for mm, probably ten years at this point. And yeah, you okay. know, yeah, she's got a pension. Of course, of course. You know, and that that that's one thing that uh, that you know government employees have that those of us in the private sector don't have. And, and I'll tell you what, I have met so many people that are retired military oh, yeah. uh, and retired firemen, retired policemen, and most of them retired in their early to mid fifties. And, yeah. and they're living very, very comfortable lives. And they get, and a lot of them have healthcare too, by the way. Um, and, and uh, health insurance. So, mm-hmm. so those can be, those can be good. Uh, those can be very good. Uh, very good plans. If you're in that fortunate group, then uh, congratulations to you. But one of the uh, things that you've said before, too, Kevin, is that essentially we've got to create our own pension. We've got to create that income, that monthly reliable income. I I certainly believe it because, you know, if you look at the average Social Security check right now, it's like $1,600 or so. Um, and And when you have a husband and wife joint income, a lot of people say, well, then that means double. And no, that's actually not true. Um, you know, the average joint income, I want to say is around 2,700 maybe. And so that, but it's, I mean, it's still money that you can live on. Right. Oh, yeah. But, but if you're able to live on it now, like we were talking about before, most likely as inflation keeps hitting us and, and prices keep going up, there's most likely going to be a point in which you, that doesn't cover everything. And so like in my case, between myself and my wife, um, we probably can live on social security alone for the first few years. Uh, you know, but it depends on how much inflation we see between now and then. Uh, and then of course the rate of inflation. And, and, and so what I'm doing is I'm, uh, I think everybody should have something that's like a personal pension plan. Uh, when, and in my view, it should be guaranteed, you know, now we've all heard, of course you can have a stock and a bond portfolio. Um, but you know, the fluctuations, right? We're down. NASDAQ is down 30% in the last year. The bond side of your portfolio is down 26, 27% in the last year. So, um, you know, the long-term bond market has performed almost as poorly as NASDAQ. I mean, it's within like two percentage points. Wow. And wow. And so, yeah, it really is. I saw that update this morning. (laughs) And so, um, and this was TLT. If you, if you got anyone's interested in exchange traded fund, long-term bonds, the symbol is TLT, like Tom, Larry, Tom. Mm -hmm. And, uh, just look at what it's done. That's your bond side. So if you had a, if you had a, let's say you just keep it simple, 50, 50, let's say you had half stocks, half bonds, and your plan is to live off of that. Well, you've probably lost about between 20 and 25% of your portfolio value, which means you either need to cut your withdrawal 20 to 25%, better yet, you stop it while it's down. And then ask yourself, can you do that? Do you want to do that? All right. And it, and to me, it just presents a lot more anxiety, a lot more stress. Um, You know, the, I, I would go crazy. I mean, if I saw the market down 500,000 points and I'm relying on that for income, I'd, I'd, I'd start to stress out a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> you, you know, and probably a lot of it kept on going. And so I made the decision. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not playing. I'm, I'm playing. I, I am. Let me say it this way. I'm invested in stocks and bonds, but it's not what I'm going to be using to rely on, on monthly income. Yeah. All right. What I am doing is using income annuities. Uh, and I can show you guys, for instance, I, I've talked about it before. Let me give an example of $100,000. If you're if you're 60 years old with $100,000, you put it into an, an annuity in in 10 years, that will pay you about $1,000 a month. 
Okay. And that's so for life. For, yes, for life. And that's for joint life for either you or your spouse, oh, as man. long as either one of you live. So if I, one of you makes it to 105, that check is going to keep on coming in. Even if the account value went to zero 10 years ago. Okay. It's the only account guys that'll keep on paying you after it goes to zero. So really what you're doing is you're paying the insurance company, just like you pay them for life insurance or auto insurance. You're paying them to cover a risk. You buy auto insurance in case you have a crash, you get in an accident, right? Mm -hmm. That's why you do it. The reason why you put money into one of these types of products, because a lot of them do have fees, is because you want them to cover the risk of you living too long. That's what it is. It's like I, I, it's almost like a longevity type of insurance, that if you live too long, the insurance company is the one that's going to be losing the money because your account value went to zero when you're 86 and now you're 93 and they've been paying you every month, even though seven years ago, the account value went to zero. Yeah. So, so that's what I'm doing. I'm laddering annuity contracts and I'm putting, I'm setting up several of them so that each one I can turn on and I can start it every couple of years and it'll give me an extra five or 600 bucks a month for each one that I turn on. And, and I'm doing that in addition to, you know, other investments. It's yeah. not, it's not, it's not one or the other guys. It's a portfolio where, where you, you, you want to have like your toolbox has numerous different tools. Yes. Your portfolio should as well. Well, again, just, just those streams of income and, you know, multiple streams of income are great because that does give you the flexibility and certainly the confidence that, you know, yeah. and when you start out, when you say, you know, you take a hundred thousand dollars and I think a lot of folks have that and, and could do that. Um, mm -hmm. but, but maybe they're so afraid, maybe they don't think an annuity is a good idea, but I, you have certainly demonstrated, uh, that it is a good idea. For, I mean, for yeah. not everybody I understand, but for some it right. is. Right. For, for some, it's a fantastic idea. And I'll tell you what, I, I'm happy, uh, to, I, I'm happy to, you know, have any conversation somebody would like about, about my clients that own annuities. I've, and I've got a lot of clients that own these things. They're very happy with them because one, they haven't lost a dime because when the stock market dropped, these, these are guaranteed. You can't lose money. Okay. So, but, but, uh, so they provide safety as, as well as potential growth and they can provide income that will never stop regardless of the account value going to zero. And so to me, I like it because it's a guaranteed income source that, that I know won't run out. It's going to be there and I can count on it. Uh, the key of course, is that you have to leave it alone, right? Because if you start withdrawing from it before you should, then that, of course, is going to reduce the amount of money that you're going to have for income. Right. So you have to think of it in your mind. A lot of times we talk about bucket strategy. You kind of segment in your mind. And you say, okay, this money, I'm putting it away. That's my pension plan. You know, it's actually an, an annuity, but we're going to call it a personal pension plan. And you never touch it until we turn on the income. And then every month it's going to send money to your bank account. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just like with a pension. You're not going to get it until you uh, retire. That's right. That's right. And, right. and so... It's just something you, you put aside, but then that'll give you that extra money, right? Mm -hmm. And then if, if you're so fortunate that it, maybe it, we don't see as much inflation and you have too much income, you can always reinvest it, right? Yeah. There's any number of things, but that is, a, I'm going to say that is a very high class problem. Oh, I think so too. Well, hey, wow, this this went really fast, Kevin. Holy cow. I just looked down at the clock. We are uh, almost out of time here. We, I, I just noticed, I just noticed that as well, Steve. So guys, listen, I, I hope you heard an idea or two that, uh, that you find useful. By all means, feel free to reach out anytime. If you'd like a copy of the book or, or some of the questions we talked about, you know, if you're self-employed, by all means, there's a lot of things a self-employed person can do for retirement. Uh, but, but give me a call. I'll be happy to answer your questions.
provided this for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, hosts, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decisions. Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today.